You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> hey guys, producer Darren here. Have you heard? Cindy Stewart has a new book. It's called New Moves of God. This book will open your spiritual eyes to see what God is doing so you can position yourself to be part of one of the most significant invasions of world culture in kingdom history. It will empower you to step into God's moves as he releases new anointings and new assignments that will far surpass your wildest imaginations. If you're a listener of her podcast, I'm sure that caught your attention. You can get your hands on that book right now. Just visit cindy-stewart.com or check out the link in the description or show notes. Again, that's cindy-stewart.com. Cindy Stewart podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. This morning, we're going to talk about Jesus is Lord. Amen. I got three people that agree with me. Uh, I feel like I'm a little bit something here, hot, loud. So um, I'm going to share a vision with you that I had two weeks ago. And it's interesting because I had that vision. And then Deborah Kofer, who just spoke, sent me a vision that she had a year ago of basically the same thing. So we're going to start out with this and then we're going to see where God wants to go. Uh, I had a vision of standing next to Jesus by a river and I shared it with a few of you guys last week but I was standing next to Jesus uh, and there was a river there and I felt like I was supposed to jump into the river so I jumped into the river and I was actually shocked because it wasn't a lazy river it was a river full of rapids so I was a little bit surprised because if you how many of you have been on a rapid ride on the river Okay, so if you haven't, it's a great thing to do. Um, we took our grandkids one time up to the Ocoee because we used to have a cabin up there and we took them and we had um, a guide who was like 12. I'm sure he was 18, but he looked 12. And uh, so we've got our grandkids in the boat with us and he is almost dressed you know, he barely had any clothes on. He's doing backflips off the, the raft while we're going down the rapids. And uh, he's uh, taunting my granddaughter to ride the bull, which is the front of it. It's the, where you sit on the very front of the raft and you go over the roughest parts of the, of the water. And I told him, I said, I hope you live through this. <laughs> Because it won't be because of the water. <laughs> you know, when it comes to your children, there's a whole different thought process about what you're willing to do. So anyhow, it, when you, it was the rapids that they did the Olympics on when they were in Atlanta. So they were, they were pretty rough. But anyhow, I jumped in and there was these rapids and I looked back at Jesus and he's like, I'm here. And I was like, well, I thought you were going to be in the water with me. He's like, I am. You know, he, he can, he can be lots of places. And as I was going down these rapids, 
what he said was things are going to happen very quickly. We're in a rapid season. Things are happening very quickly and they aren't this lazy river on an inner tube. He didn't say that, but that was a picture I had because I grew up in Atlanta and we had the Chattahoochee River and it was, it's a lazy river that you ride on an inner tube. There, there are no rapids. And um, he said that things are happening rapidly. I am with you. If you stay close to me, you will be able to miss the uh, the obstacles that are in the way. You'll miss the whirlpools, which are called eddies that get a hold of your raft and start pulling you down in it. You'll miss those, but you've got to stay close to me. And Deb sent me uh, her vision that she had a year ago, and she said it was like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride in Disney. I don't know if any of you know who it is. It is a wild ride that we're on, and the only way to make it through is to be able to be close to Jesus because he will show us how to go around the log jams. And she talked about their log jams and, and she saw these uh, obstacles in the way, but there was a breakthrough, like a birthing coming uh, in order for us to go through these rapids. And we all know that in the last couple of years, we've been through a transition season. We've been through pump the brake season where we've had to stop. We've had to reset. We've had to rethink what we're doing. But now we're in a rapid season. And things are happening very quickly. And the, the interesting part is, is things are happening quickly, but they're not things that we thought were going to happen. They're things that Jesus has planned for us that we have to get on board. We have to get in the raft. He's the guide. He's not the 12 year old guiding us. He, he is the king of kings that's guiding us. And so when we get to the place where we need to ride the bull over those tough rapids, he's the one that's guiding us through. And we were, when we went and rode the rapids, you know, you got to have paddles. So when you get to a certain place, when you start hitting the whirlwind, you, you know, there is a pattern of paddling. There is a pattern of following the Lord that enables us to get through the rough places that we don't think we can get through. That's okay. I'm just thinking. I'm smiling because I'm thinking, I remember doing that, <laughs> those rapids. And I've got, you know, our grandson was like, I don't know. He was probably like six or eight, something. Like, I mean, they were little. And uh, the guy's like, yeah, just hang on. It's going to be fun. And I'm like, I looked at him and I said, it better be safe and fun. <laughs> He's like, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So, uh, but this is the scripture that the Lord gave me is Amos 9, 13 uh, through 15. This is out of the message version. It says, yes, indeed, it won't be long now. God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast. Your head will swim. How many have experienced things that are happening very quickly in their lives? One thing after the other, I'm sorry, one thing fast on the hills of the other, you won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once everywhere you look. Blessings. So in this time of rapid movement, blessings are on top of the movement. We're not out there alone trying to figure out how we're going to get through it. We are out there with Jesus, letting him teach us how to ride the rapid that we're on at this moment. Okay. People are like, I don't know. Uh, so anyhow, um, as, as we, I was going down the river, he said, uh, the other thing he said was, your house has aligned their hearts with mine. And he's talking about us. 
that we have an alignment with his heart. And um, yeah, so anyhow, that that was just it. And I, I just wanted to release that because I know that there are things happening right now that they're fast. And we're still trying to figure out what actually just happened. And there are things that have pushed through with culture that we realize that something's happened against the law of God and we didn't even know what was going on. It's like the enemy is slipping through with these decrees like Deb talked about. But what we also know is that when Jesus is Lord over everything in our life, that he will flush out what we need to know, what we need to do or not do about it in order to go through this rapid season. Um, I've been working with a pastor who is going through a denominational possible uh, division. And it's one of the major denominations who is fighting over all of the extraneous items. And as we were talking through her, the congregational meeting they're about to have today, and Lord, we just pray for your spirit to infuse that meeting. Because as she listed all the things that the congregation has brought as the concerns, and we really drilled it down. What I said to her was everything they're concerned about boils down to one thing. Jesus is Lord or not. And when we as people go through this process of facing cultural things, facing personal things, we have to determine is what we're going through, have we made it our Lord or is Jesus Lord over it? And we're going to look at this a little bit because we're going to talk about what in our life has Jesus become Lord over and what are the extraneous things that we have felt like are insignificant that we've allowed to run rapid in our life because we have not made Jesus Lord over it. So, yay, aren't y'all excited? We're going to look at our sin. Yay, that's what I wanted to do this morning. Look at my sin. Let's just look at it. Luke 18. Luke 18. I know that sounds funny, but you know, there are little things that get into our life that we don't think anything about. Uh, I heard somebody uh, sharing, they were preaching the other day, and I was just listening to a podcast, and they said, yeah, um, you know, the Lord told me I need to quit cussing. And he said, I didn't even think I cussed. But sometimes it's those things that get in there that we don't even consider a problem, that really, they are a problem. They're not a problem to us, but they are a problem to the one we say is Lord of our life. So Luke 18. And we're going to start in verse 18. It says, now a certain ruler asked him saying, good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good, but the one that is God. You know, the commandments do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. And he said, all of these things I've kept from my youth. So all of those things were Lord. He has put Lord over his life. He doesn't murder. 
That's always good. That's a bonus. We've got a non, he doesn't murder. He doesn't steal. He doesn't bear false witness. He doesn't accuse others falsely. He honors his mother and father. So none of those things were an issue to him. None of them. He's like, I'm good. I'm ready to inherit eternal life. And Jesus said to him, he said, when he heard these things, he said, you still lack one thing, sell all that you have and distribute to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. But when he heard this, he became very sorrowful for he was very rich. So his money did not have the Lordship of Christ on it. Everything in his life was all lined up. I followed the laws of Moses, but his money was not there. His money was more important than the full submission to following Jesus. And you think, well, he had lots of money. That's what he said. I had lots of money. I was very rich. I just can't give that up. But there's lots of things that we don't feel like we can give up until we give them up. And then we realize we could have gave that up a long time ago. I mean, when you even think about COVID, all of a sudden, there were all kinds of things we gave up. Like going out to eat. You know, we didn't, I mean, somebody's like, oh, well, I could give up going out to eat. Okay, let's use something that's, you know, having a coffee. No, maybe that's not strong enough either. But, you know, think about all the things. Getting together with people. Like seeing your family. You know, you don't think you can give those things up until you have to give those things up. And the things that have these little strongholds on us, we don't think we can give them up until we realize that Jesus is Lord over that stronghold. And when he is Lord over it, then there's freedom that breaks the bondage that's holding us in that stronghold. Let's look at Colossians. Let's go to Colossians 5. We're going to just look at a few things. And I know everybody here is saying, I don't have anything. And you know what? You probably don't have anything today. But as you go, Jesus will be like, remember that list she read? Remember what she talked about? Colossians 3, 5. It says, therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth, do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and put on the new man who is renewed in the knowledge according to the image of him who created him where there is no Greek nor Jew circumcised or uncircumcised barbarian. I don't know what that is, what it is slave nor free, but Christ is all in all. So all of these things as we have become a new man in Christ, we have taken off all of these things 
and we've put on our new man. In saying that, there are things that slip in that we hold on to that we actually don't recognize. Even as Deb was shared, they were in the airport together and suddenly the Holy Spirit brought an awareness of what was wrong so that they could repent and turn away from what they were doing. So we trust the work of the Holy Spirit to tap us on the shoulder and say, that is not right. And to take away the things that we have allowed to cling on that we don't even realize we've done. Many times these things that we hold on to and that are part of our life, like anger, like cussing, like uh, unforgiveness, like offense, like being mad at someone and not being willing to work it out with someone. Uh, usually a lot of the things that we deal with are triggered or provoked by other things around us. You usually don't get mad driving down the road unless someone cuts you off. Right? You don't drive down the road mad just for the sake of being mad. Maybe so, maybe so. But then we need to pray for those people for sure. But I, we're going to go on and read starting in verse 12. But I want us to really think about this because this is not really a, a sermon on what is your sin. It really is a sermon on search me, oh God. If there's that little cling on, if there's that little spur that has gotten stuck on me that I don't recognize, God, I want that gone. I, I want that to be out of here. Um, one thing I've been practicing, speaking of driving, is I'm practicing praying for people who drive like they're crazy. <laughs> I've really been practicing that. Um, I almost got hit twice going to Tampa uh, last week. Uh, I was going about to get on the interstate and the guy in front of me turned left. Well, the guy behind me didn't see him. So when I stopped, he didn't, but he swerved and missed. And then he got mad and screwed at me. And I'm like, Lord, I just pray you bless him and just make him just extra cautious. And thank you, God, that he didn't hit me because it would have not been good for him and it would have not been good for me. And then as I was uh, driving on, um, uh, a truck decided to come over my lane. I'm like, God, you know, you are good. And he did not hit me. I blew my horn at him because there was nowhere for me to go. The median was right there and it was a box truck. So I blew my horn at him. He looked at me and I was like, get over. I did. I said, get over. And he waved. I was waved. But I'm like, God, bless him. Take care of him. So I'm practicing things that would normally trigger me to maybe yell at them. Uh, I'm practicing putting the armor of God around them, Amen. declaring the angelic protection over them, declaring that as I go, that they will go in safety too. So I'm practicing the things that I know are, might be a normal reaction of being infuriated or possibly yelling out the window. One time I did. Not that long ago. <laughs> it was probably about six months ago, but 
Yeah. But you know, sometimes you know the things that trigger you and you have to practice what the word says, because the word says, we're going to read, we're going to start in verse 12. Therefore, as the elect of God, that's who we are, right? We're the elect of God. We are holy and beloved that we're going to put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long suffering, bearing with one another, forgiving one another. And if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. So you also must do. So sometimes, even as I read this, there might be something that's flashing through your mind. Does anybody have anything flashing through their mind? Mm -hmm. We've got a few people that are willing to raise their hand. The rest of you, you're just nodding yes. But sometimes just hearing the word provokes an agreement with what the word says, which means we are going to disagree with what we're doing that is opposed to the word. We know that the word is life. So that when the word is read, life is released. You can decide to choose life through the word, or you can decide to say, yeah, I'd rather be mad. I'd rather yell at people. I'd rather be angry. And if you do that, then what happens is the door is open for the enemy to come in because we have chosen with a conscious mind, not to agree and obey the word of God, which means the Lord is not the Lord of this area. It's only the Lord of what I choose. So my scripture and my relationship and my understanding is a cafeteria. I want fried chicken and green beans, but I don't want any cauliflower. Because I don't like cauliflower. <laughs> but you know what I say. I want, I want the stuff that I like, but the stuff I don't like, I don't want anything to do with. So Lord, if you're saying, don't be angry, then I'm going to pull some foreign scripture out and say, it's okay to be righteously anger. So I'm going to call this righteous anger. So now I've justified it. And so now what happens is the enemy's like, she is delusional and I can use that delusion against her because she is not letting the Lord be Lord over that part of her life. And this is serious, guys. The Lord has to be the Lord over all. He can't be the Lord over your cafeteria. You, it's not Morrison's. It's not Luby's. You don't get to pick and choose. It's the whole word. And even in working with this pastor, what they're, one of the biggest things they're struggling with is it probably won't affect our church because our church feels um, strong in what they believe. But what they don't understand is when you have a covering that has broken covenant with God, then your covering costs you. And it's the same in all of our lives. If we have decided that Jesus is Lord, but then we've broken by choice because what we don't know, the Holy Spirit will teach us. You can just ask the Lord, search me. He'll show you. He is not shy. So, but what we do know and continue to disobey, that means that we have broken the fullness of possibility with the Lord Jesus Christ because we only want him in the areas we want to feel good about. 
And in the areas we want to massage as our sin, we don't want him over here. And it makes us double-minded. We can't be a house divided within ourselves and walk out the fullness that God has for us. Everybody knows that, right? And God, what God's going to do, I believe, is he's going to just show you if there's any area that might need a little spirit check on it. He'll go through. Ooh. Oh, we might need a spirit check on this one. And, you know, that's one of the greatest gifts that he gives us is his willing to transform us. He's already called us a new creation. He's already called us who he has designed us to be, even though we may not fully be there yet. And his greatest gift to us in this life is to keep us on track with him. And when we get off track to correct us, to put us back on path. Because he loves us so much. I'm going to read Colossians uh, 1. We're going to go backwards a little bit. I'm not going to read that verse 12. I just want to read about Christ. And as I read, you know, just let the presence of God speak to you. And then I've got a little ministry. He gave me a few words of knowledge that we're going to kind of press into for a minute. It says, for this reason, this is Paul writing. Um, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you to ask that you be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work. Just receive this as a blessing over you. And increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthening with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy. Given thanks to the father who has qualified, I'm going to say you to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. You can go home and stomp your feet. On where the enemy has written an edict against you. I would encourage you to do that. Put it under your feet and just stomp it until it disintegrates. Because God has given us the power to rewrite the enemy's report against us. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. In whom we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sin. He is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn of over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth. Visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things and in him, all things consist. Jesus is all. He is the head of the body. The church who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things that he may have the preeminence. And we are reconciled to Christ. Amen. 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 So I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit just to show you whatever it is and uh, whatever he's going to. Let's do that real quick. And then I'm going to do these words of knowledge. So, Father, I'm just asking you if this message is to bring us 
an awareness of something going on around us, Lord, uh, that you will just bring it to us. We can repent and turn from it, ask forgiveness for it, and step in. It's like we step over that line of darkness into a greater light in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So whatever he's shown you, just ask him to forgive you and, and tell him you will return from it. Thank you, God. And Lord, we thank you for your forgiveness. And Lord, we thank you that this is not one and done, that you will keep um, us on that holy, narrow path that you have provided for us. And that when things get a little out of order, there'll be a quickening that we won't carry it for, t for a long time, that it'll just be immediately addressed, repented of, and we're back on track, Lord. So God, we just thank you that your mercy is new every morning. And your grace gives us what we don't deserve, but your mercy provides the blood covering over what we've done. So God, we just thank you for the blood of Jesus that uh, has been poured out for the remission of sins. And we thank you that we are a new creation and that we are clothed as your dearly beloved in holiness and righteousness unto you, Jesus. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.